Welcome to Mother's Day at Freedom House. Wasn't that an amazing tribute to all the moms out there? I don't know if you noticed, but the mama of this house was dancing in, in, her, in the kitchen with the baby strapped to her. That wasn't even her baby. That's the mama of this house that we serve alongside. I'm so thankful for Pastor Penny and all that she does and that tribute to her. Can we go ahead and give it up for our senior pastor? Well, I want to welcome everybody here and also online because we have people streaming from all over, and I love the fact that this wall, these walls uh, are not bound. Uh, we are all over the globe at Freedom House, and I'm so thankful. And if you don't already know, we have a teaching team that travels all the campuses every single weekend, and Pastor Penny is at Lake Norman right now. Well, for those of you I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, and I know there's a lot of new people here today, my name is Stephanie Blanton, and I get the honor of being the campus pastor at this campus alongside my husband, Aaron Blanton. Can you give it up for him as well? He leads the strong men of Freedom House. Well, mamas, we have a treat for you today, and I'm not the only one bringing this message, and so what I want you to do in just a moment is give a shout, but first we're gonna give a shout for you, because you are the queen bees today. Everybody say queen bee. Queen That's right. Um, you see my queen bee shirt. We got some queen bee jewelry. We got some stuff out there in the Salt Resource Center for all of you men who want to grab a gift for your wife or mother. Uh, we would love for you to do that today and just show her how special she is. But we do want to take a moment to honor you, mama. So will you jump to your feet right now and will everybody give them a round of applause? Hey, we got some men standing. You might want to sit down. <laughs> this is about the mamas right now. That's funny. There's no confusion here at Freedom House, by the way. No confusion. It's all about the mamas today, all right? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so mamas, I just want to say to you that we understand that you have a voice, and your voice is powerful because every healthy home has the voice of a mother and a father, and at Freedom House, the mamas get to have a voice, because we know that your role in this nation is so important, and so we honor you today. Now, everyone can jump to their feet and welcome these beautiful ladies to the platform. Thank you, ladies, for joining me to bring this Mother's Day message. I want you just to introduce yourself right now and tell them a little bit about you. Thank you for having us. My name is Nicole Broom, and I'm still recovering from that Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so good. 
Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart, and we just celebrated this last weekend our 17-year wedding anniversary. Come on. And we have four beautiful children that I have the joy of homeschooling. Our youngest is seven, and our oldest is 13 and a half, and they're all serving in different capacities here at Freedom House. Now, what you may not know about me is that I have two adult daughters and a son-in-law, and in the last five years, I've become a grandmother to three amazing young boys. Now, I'm KT Ermsher. I have been married for going on seven years. I like to say I'm in my rookie season of being a mother. We have a little 18-month-old boy. You might see him running around sometimes, um, and we both serve in various capacities at Freedom House, but Zeke, I think, is by far the best greeter we've ever had. I might be biased. That is so true, and he has a message for you. He's so glad that you are here. Yes, he is. <laughs> My name is Felicia Bell, and I've been married for 19 years. I, too, am a homeschool mom, and I like to say this is my warrior season. Let's go. Okay, so we have a new mom who's a rookie, and we have a warrior. Yes. I don't know what that means about us, Nicole, but <laughs> I guess we're the veterans. Is that better? The all-stars. That's what it the means. The all-stars? Yeah. That's better it's than the It's an all-star team right? up here. <laughs> okay, so the mother that we're talking about today in the Bible, we consider her a queen bee. And so for all you mamas out there, today is your day. And men, I need you to treat them like a queen today. And then if you're a, a young one of one of these moms, you need to treat your mama like a queen today too because today is her day. Now this mother that we're talking about in the Bible, she was considered the queen bee because she was as sweet as honey. But man, she could deliver a powerful sting. Now, I know all of you mamas out there can do it too. When someone comes against you or your children, what happens, Felicia? I know if you mess with mine, I'm definitely gonna sting you. <laughs> We're telling you. Yeah. So the queen bee gives us a model of godly leadership. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about godly leadership. Now, her story begins after the Israelites entered the promised land. You see, the promised land represented freedom. But because they were without a king, God raised up judges during this time to lead the nation into freedom. And we're so, not talking about Judge Judy today. We are not talking about Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Deborah's a little different, isn't she? Judge, Judge Judy is no queen. Who we're talking about today is someone that did settle disputes like Judge Judy, but she also led a nation to freedom. So to be a judge was to maintain God's freedom and to promote his word, his truth in the world at this time. Uh, and so they needed leadership because the Israelites did what the Israelites have always done. They kept going around the same old mountain and they were disobedient to God. And what happened was, is they forgot God and they stopped living according to his standards. And because of that, it led to moral decay. We're seeing that in our nation today. People are no longer living for God. Even the church sometimes has stopped living for God. And we're gonna call you back to Come your on. position today. We're gonna call you back into this position of arising Come on. today and, and becoming the church who stands up against this culture. Now, there was discipline in the land because the Israelites 
were disobedient. So let's talk about some of the discipline that they experienced. That's right. We know that the Lord disciplines those that he loves. So he actually turned them over into the hands of their evil king, Jabin. And Jabin's commander, Sisera, had 900 iron chariots, and he used those to harshly oppress the Israelites for 20 long years. And so what happened during that time is that they were completely stripped of their armor, and they also lost sight of being God's chosen people. Mm, What's so mind-blowing is they were God's chosen people. They were living in this land of freedom, flowing with milk and honey, yet they were in bondage again. And it took them 20 years to call back out to God. Now, that blows my mind right there because they were God's children and all they had to do at any moment was pray to God, but they waited and they were harshly oppressed for 20 years before they called out. Now, that's how stubborn they were. Um, But what we see is that when God's people call out, Mm -hmm. he arises. God comes at that moment to the rescue the minute we cry out, and that's exactly what happened in this story. When the Israelites finally cried out after 20 years, God sent a woman, Mm. and this woman arose as a mother of Israel when the Israelites cried. Now, today, the woman that we're talking about, if you haven't already guessed it, is Deborah, And Deborah's name means honeybee, which is why we're talking about bees today. Uh, And and like we talked about earlier, she she was sweet, uh, but she could also pack a powerful sting. Now, ladies, let's talk about the role that Deborah played. So Deborah was one of 12 judges appointed by God to lead the Israelites, and she was also a prophet who carried God's messages to the people. And one unique thing about her, which you might have figured out by now, is she was, in fact, a woman, but she was the only female judge. And because of her wisdom and godly leadership, both men and women looked up to her. That is so true. Yeah. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that in just a minute because they literally got in line. Yes, they did. To wait for her. Yes, they did. But let's move on from there. So what you're saying, ladies, is that Deborah had a reputation she, she had, had a, a big reputation. reputation. Now, I had a reputation once. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't the greatest, but good one. that has changed. Deborah actually had a good reputation. My husband, don't you be laughing out there. <laughs> he straightened me up, I will say. Anyway, Jesus, Jesus straightened me up. But uh, Deborah had a reputation. You see, she was the OG of women in leadership long before Beyonce tried to claim long that title. Before. I'm just saying. Right? Now, ladies, what does the OG mean for those who don't know? Original gangster. <laughs> now, why was she the original gangster? Well, I love this because what Deborah did was she did not sit in passivity. When the Israelites were disobedient, she arose as a mother. Yeah. She began to speak up. She began to stand up for the truth in culture and led the Israelites back to God. Mm, come on. Yes, and, and I love that. And that's exactly what we have to do right now. We're seeing some of the same things in culture today that we're seeing in this story. And we need to arise. Mamas, we need to arise as queen. And men, we need to arise as well. And we're gonna share a little bit more about that in just a minute. So when God calls us to battle, we must stand. We must. We must arise. Yes. 
And to do that, we've got to call on the God that is on the inside of every single one of us. God empowers us, and we've got to call on God, and we've got to arise in anointing. Everybody say that with me. Arise in anointing. Arise in anointing. So ladies, let's talk about the anointing of God. So how would you describe that, Nicole? So this is an important distinction to make. We have the Old Testament anointing, and then we have the New Testament anointing. And in the Old Testament, it was God's favor with and his grace upon those that he was calling to use. And the New Testament anointing is the Holy Spirit living in us, and we get to invite him into us so that he can call use us for the purpose that he's called us to. And so what's important to understand is we don't need that empowerment of the Holy Spirit if we're not actually doing anything for God to need that empowerment. Um, However, when you arise and you're calling, the Holy Spirit will give you everything that you need and he will actually abide in you. And what does abide mean? It means to simply stay or to remain. And the Holy Spirit remained on Deborah as she remained true to God's call on her life. That is so good. I love how you shared that the anointing is tied to the calling. If if we're not doing anything big for God, like she said, then we don't need God's empowerment. Now, I wanna jump into the story here in Judges 4, 4 through 5. It says, now Deborah, a prophetess, that means that she spoke on God's behalf, the wife of Lapidoth, which means that she was a woman of torches or what we call a fiery woman, just like Pastor Penny. <laughs> and she was judging Israel at the time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, I'm not sure when the last time was that you got in line for judgment I wouldn't. I would skip that line. (laughs) If I had a choice. (laughs) But the Israelites were drawn to her anointing like bees were drawn to their queen. They literally got in line for judgment. That blows my mind. Now, this scripture says that she sat under a palm tree. And I think that that's so important. But it wasn't just any palm. It was the palm of Deborah, which should tell you a little bit more about her influence. She had a tree named after her. Now, the palm she sat under wasn't just any palm. It was actually a date palm. And I have a picture of this tree that I want you to see because I want you to see how magnificent it is. It actually stood for double fruitfulness. Look at all the fruit that that tree is producing. In addition to that, this palm shot straight up into the sky. It was the tallest among trees, 60 to 80 feet into the sky, which indicated that Deborah had a divine connection with God and that his anointing was upon her and flowing through her. So it's so interesting. So like you said, Deborah sat on the hill country and this was positioned between two cities, Ramah and Bethel. Now, Ramah was known as a high city of influence, which means Deborah could have gone there for self-promotion but she didn't. 
Now, Bethel was known as the, uh, the house of God, which also would have been easy for her to have gone to to escape the pressures and demands mm. of the culture and society. But she didn't do that either. Mm. Instead, she fully trusted the anointing and that it would provide her all the protection and promotion that she would ever need. That's so yeah. good because you know what we're seeing in society today as many people sit this battle out because to speak for truth, it might mean that it might cost something, yeah. right? right? You might lose fact, your job. Yeah. Something may happen because you stood for truth in this culture and we're so seeing good. people sit out. But the church of Jesus Christ is not called to sit out. We're called to stand and Come arise. On. Come on. Yeah. And Give I also want to say that some of us sit out because of fear. We just let fear rule our lives and no more for the church of God. I'm calling the church to arise it's today. Time. Yes. Can we do that, men and women? Can we arise yes. Come on. in God's anointing? What our job is, sorry, what our job is as children of God is to pollinate the earth with mm. God's word, just yes. like bees pollinate flowers. You see, God's word is tucked on the inside of our heart if you know Jesus, and we must pollinate the earth. But in order to do that, you first have to feed on the word. That's right. And what's interesting about the queen bee is in her developmental stage, she's fed something called the royal jelly, and that's what gives her the power to lead her hive. And so for Deborah, the royal jelly was God's voice. And for Christians, our royal jelly is God's word. Come on. We've got to be in the Bible. Um, and when we're feeding on that, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and that's going to empower us to fulfill the calling he's placed in our life. Yeah. Ladies, can we get real for a minute? Where are my mamas at? I know there's a bunch in the room. Get a little woo-woo. Put your hands yeah, up. Yeah, and let's mamas. give it up for all the children that were just dedicated. Way to go, parents, for yeah, bringing your kids give it up. and dedicating them. But sometimes as a mom, I have to be literally reminded to eat. Like, I will skip <laughs> meals. And just as important, we have to stay spiritually full. Right. And so in this new season that I'm in, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a leader at my job, I'm a leader here at church. If I'm not filling up on the word, I get a little shaky in my seat. But when I'm in God's presence, that's when I feel comfortable. That's when I can sit tall in my seat. I've had nights where I've cried right along with my son, Zeke, as I'm rocking him to sleep because I just felt completely overwhelmed, overloaded, and like I had to do everything by myself. I know I'm not alone with all you other mamas out there where sometimes the burden of parenthood feels like it's resting solely on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. But I started to turn those moments into opportunities to have time with God. Wow. So instead of crying, which I still sometimes had some tears. It's okay, you can cry before the yeah. Lord. I would start praying out loud. I would start praising and worshiping God and it mm -hmm. started to change my, my view of the seat that I was sitting in. Mm. So mamas, please hear this today. Sometimes we might get up and we look in the mirror and we see messy hair, bags <laughs> under our eyes, maybe a couple stains on our t-shirt. That was me this morning. But God sees his beautiful daughter. Come on. He sees women that are nurturing and growing the next generation of his warriors. And when I'm really feeling like I need some encouragement, I turn to this scripture in 2 Corinthians. It says, the smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you are living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. 
This is our call, mamas, to take up space. That's good. When we're talking about Deborah sitting under the palm tree, I don't think she was slouched over, looking around, wondering when she was gonna move on to the next seat. No, she sat up tall and she was bold and confident in who God called her to be. Mamas, there might be some Cheerio crumbs in our seats. There might be a little dried boogers, maybe some spit up, but you are sitting <laughs> in a holy seat. Come on. And it's time for us to occupy that space and claim God's kingdom. So good. So good. So Thank so you good. for that reminder about seasons. You know, there's some of that that you mentioned that I really don't miss. <laughs> the sleepless nights, the Cheerios, and I'm still stepping on some toys, but a lot of it I do. And I'm reminded that as moms, we really have to ebb and flow with the position change of our seats. Sometimes it's really painful, um, but I think God has called us for such a time as this, and he equips us to, to change with those seasons. And the season change that we dealt with as a family in 2020 was one of um, leaving a hive that we had called church for nine years. You see, as a lifelong church girl, um, it was really difficult to feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit that it was time to move on from our hive. Um, and not, like bees, there is a time that they move on from their hive, and it's when the hive becomes unproductive. And for us, uh, the royal jelly was not flowing, and we were in need. Um, and so with lots of prayer and petitioning and the leadership of my husband to um, keep us focused in God's call on our life, uh, we were obedient to him. So and um, though it was painful, I got a call about five months after that um, that Freedom House was in need of some more queen bees. Come on. And Come so, on. You love queen bees up in here. Again, with the encouragement of our, my husband, we came to Freedom House. And it's amazing to see um, the way that God has moved um, through that obedience. You see, I was praying prayers in 2019 where I couldn't even see with my earthly eyes how God would bring the answers that I was longing for, yeah. but in a way that only he can, his wisdom, his plan, it's supernatural mm. versus what I could see in the natural. He just restored everything. Mm. And in this last year alone, my husband and I and our oldest daughter have all been filled with the Holy Spirit, and we received the gift of our Praise prayer God. language. Uh, we believe God is calling us higher as a family. Yeah, let's yes. give it up for the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, Jesus said it would be best that I go so that we each can have that indwelling in every single one of us to bring his power, right? Yeah. Um, our kids are learning how to serve. They're learning how to pray big prayers with mm. big faith. And honestly, my husband and I are too. Um, they're learning the importance of corporate worship so um, and what that looks like. And I, I have the privilege of standing on this platform most weeks and then anointing, leading you to the feet of Jesus so that you can arise in that same anointing. Mm -hmm. You see, what I thought was dead and gone, God brought that double Amen. fruitfulness in a way I never could have imagined. I love that so much. Both of your stories, and I just want to give it up for the FH Kids team right now. Ooh, let's Absolutely give it up. amazing. What I love about the FH Kids team is they're teaching our kids. They, they actually, right. you know, have them stand on platforms and share their story yeah. at such a young age because they're depositing that royal jelly into their heart. Yeah. And it's just so, so important. So FH Kids team, pat yourself on the back yeah, right now. Absolutely. Come on. 
And I love that for single mamas too, because single mamas, you know, you, you might relate to KT where you feel like you're carrying this burden of, you know, motherhood on your own. She's not a single mom, but her, her husband has a very demanding job. And I know that there's some of you out there like that as well. Just remember that the church partners with you and they're depositing the word of God in your kids every single time you bring them in these doors. And that's why that dedication was so important. You are promising God that you will continue to raise your child up in the house of God. Now, we're going to wrap this point up. We talked about arising and anointing. And very practically, how do you do that? Well, it's simple. Just remain faithful. Just remain faithful in the season that you're in because the anointing is a tied to the assignment. Yes. Mm-hmm. The anointing is tied to the assignment. That is so, so important. You know, now that we've talked about how to arise in anointing, how to tap into the God on the inside of us, it should be easy to do this next thing. It should be easy to arise in authority. Everybody say that with me. Arise in authority. Arise, arise in authority. In authority. Now, that simply means to protect the hives that you've been entrusted with. And so that's for every person in the room. Every one of you lead in some form, whether that's at work, whether that's here at church, whether that's on the front lines of battle in our community. Every single one of you have a voice, and those that you lead or those that are watching, even if you aren't officially a leader, because you have the name Christian, You are a leader because everybody's eyes are on you just like everybody's eyes were on Queen Deborah. And what we've got to do in those moments is lead like God has called us to lead. Now, I want to jump into the story here, and I want you to listen to Judges 4, 6 through 7. In this moment, Deborah arose. The Israelites cried. Deborah arose, and she called for a commander. His name was Barak. And she challenges him in this moment. And she says, has not the Lord God of Israel commanded you, go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulon. And against you, I, the Lord, will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army. I will send his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon. And he will come against you. That sounds pretty intimidating, doesn't it? But God right here, before the battle even begins, promises the victory. He said, and I will deliver him into your hand. Now, if you notice, Deborah challenged Barak by saying to him, has not the Lord already commanded you? Has not the Lord God of Israel said? You see, what she was implying here was that Barak was already told to go. So she was challenging him. What she was actually doing is trying to wake him up to God's calling on his life to lead the Israelites to freedom. Sometimes we need a wake-up call. And so what's interesting about bees is that they are able to discern a threat. So what they would do is actually give each other a head bump to wake (laughs) each other up. And that's exactly what Deborah was doing with Barak. She knew that he had so much more in him than even he knew. And if we're honest with one another, sometimes we need to be waking up to our own potential. Yeah, right, ladies? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So let's keep going. Let's see how Barack responded to Deborah's challenge in Judges 4.8. 
And Barak said to her, if, how many times has God asked you to do something and you come back to him with the word if? I know I've done it myself. If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. That's what he said. Barak hesitated and he put a condition on obeying God. Did you want to say something? You look like you're over there wanting to say something. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I think Barack gets a lot of bad rep yeah, for yeah. being a coward. But he, he wasn't a coward. It was just, he was just looking at the circumstances. And he was looking at his own natural ability and so experiences. Good. So... They, the, the Israelite troops were 40,000 strong. And it says in the word of God how there wasn't a weapon, not one weapon to be found mm -hmm. among them. And because they had been completely stripped of their armor. Now, on the other hand, Sisera's army, they were armed to the teeth. In fact, they had these iron chariots that were so far superior than any other chariots or weaponry. So, okay, for a moment. So just imagine you're going into a fierce battle driving Honda Odysseys, okay? And, <laughs> I'm ready, y'all. I love you some minivans, though. <laughs> and, 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 and knowing that you're going up against this fierce battle, up against the most advanced military tanks, so Barack was like, nah, I'm good. There's, <laughs> there's no way my troops can claim this victory. That's because he was leaning into his own logic. Yeah, he was. And, yeah. and you know, the thing of it is, is God had already told him that he'd have the victory. Yes. But what, what he saw was a minivan up against a military yeah. tank. <laughs> yes, he did. So let's see how the Queen Bee responded to his request to accompany him into battle. You ready? In Judges 4 and 9, the Bible says, so she said, I will surely go with you. Now, in some translations, it says certainly. You see, there was no hesitation on this woman's part. She was going to go. She was going to arise in the anointing that God had given her, and she was going to take authority in this moment. Take, everybody say, take authority. Take, take authority. authority. So her willingness to arise was a huge encouragement to Brock. You wanna talk about that? Yeah, what I love about this is women and especially mothers have the power to speak encouragement into the men in our lives. And Deborah did just that. She encouraged Barack, um, even though a woman had never actually stepped foot onto a battlefield. I found that really interesting. Yeah. She was super bold. Um, and so I wanna take just a moment and speak to two groups in the room right now. First the men and then the women. Just two groups. Yes, just, just two of them. Man, woman, okay. man, woman. We got you. Go. We got you, girl. Just two. Uno, dos. You see, men, God has given you the spiritual authority to lead your family. And we women would much rather lead and support you from behind as Come you on. lead us out front than us trying to get out of order and usurp that authority. That's not in order. So men, take up your rightful position, and women, we will follow you anywhere, right? Women? Yes. Come on. That's right. Come on. Yes. And let me say something else about my husband, David Broom. Practically speaking, um, it is the unity that we share in our marriage under the headship of God's authority that makes that obedience much easier 
You know, it, it's still hard at times when we're seeing in the natural, but it makes it easier when you're in that unity under the Lord's direction. Um, because, you know, when we were making hard decisions and I was dealing in pain and an emotion, he was immovable and he could help me see vision, right? He was feeding me that royal jelly when I couldn't, when I couldn't feed it or see it myself. And God will use that marriage in the way that it was designed. And so women, your voice is equally powerful. Yes. We know that there is life and there is death in the tongue and you can build up your husband, you can build up your family with your mouth or you can tear it down. And Deborah chose to challenge, but to encourage Barack as well for the physical battle he was about to face because she was prepared in the spiritual. Yeah, Nicole, so I wanna share a, a, a major battle that I went through, and I'm just so grateful that I was prepared in advance. I, my hive came under an attack through sickness. The enemy, Satan, tried to take this queen bee out. He tried to kill me. He tried it, y'all. Um, one evening, I was preparing dinner. The next thing I knew, I'm being rushed to the emergency room where I was immediately diagnosed with a massive blood clot. Now, this blood clot started from the top of my hip and extended all the way down to the tip of my toes. I had some of the leading hematologists describing how they had never encountered such a massive blood clot. And to make matters worse, it had broken up and traveled to my lungs. And I quote, your lungs are absolutely riddled with clots. Now, we knew we were in a battle, but I vividly remember telling myself no matter what I hear, no matter what I see, not okay. even the indescribable pain I feel, I am a mighty warrior of God. Come That's on. Good. And so also during this raging battle, I had to endure two blood transfusions, which resulted in me flatlining. I died. But praise God, this is when my Barack, my husband, arose in authority. And he started to speak life over me. And so if you didn't have faith in God's word to stand for my healing, you couldn't come in my room. You were not allowed anywhere near me. Love how, did, love yeah. how yeah. he protected your yeah, hive. Yeah, absolutely. And what did he do to the chaplain? This is my favorite part of the story, you guys. He, guys, he literally kicked the chaplain out of my hospital now, Felicia, room. Why would he kick a chaplain Be, out? Because they, were, they had been called in to declare me dead. And again, so he, and, and he you know, he, he completely rejected, uh, rejected that. And he started to speak God's word and speak yeah. life yes. over yeah. me. So... So praise God. And so God is so good. And because of that battle, it has now prepared me for this current battle that I'm in. And that's fighting for the voiceless, our unborn. Thank you, Felicia. Yeah. And 
I have been given the special honor to be Freedom's House Coordinator for a House of Refuge. And just yesterday, I was with my Freedom House family at the front battle lines at the abortion clinic fighting, fighting with prayer, fighting with praise and worship. And it's such an honor to be able to say that two of our moms that we mentor have chosen life for their amazing, beautiful babies. And not only that, we have one of the amazing first-time moms, Katie, here today. And she dedicated her baby. So let's give it up. Praise God. Praise God. Felicia, I believe that God saved your life because yes. he has called you Absolutely. to literally save yeah. lives. Praise God. I received that. Yes. We, are, we are just literally sitting in this house right now with a mom who chose life. She's in this room yeah. right now because yeah. Freedom House is on the front lines of battle. You know what I love most is that you do go to the front lines, but what I love even more is that you're attracting a swarm mm. of women, of men behind you because you use your voice. You see, Freedom House, this battle will not be won alone. It's when God's people arise. It's when we come together that this battle will be won. You see, at Freedom House, there's a value that we have called better together because when we, we what we know is when any one of us is under attack the power of this swarm will actually protect us and so it's so important to stay in godly community it's so important to make sure that you have made up your mind that you're going to be in church every single week and honestly church is not enough You've gotta be in life groups. You've yeah. gotta be serving God. You've gotta be on the front lines of battle. You've gotta be speaking up. We gotta stop sitting down, church. Come on, yes, can, come can on. we rise up? Come on. Can we speak for the God that lives on the inside of us? We've gotta take our authority back. So Queen Bees, let's talk about some ways that we can protect our hives. Just like Dorian protected that hospital room, Yeah. Mm -hmm. what are some ways that we can protect our babies? Well, first, another interesting B fact is that they protect their hive. They keep it regulated at 92 degrees, no matter how extreme the environment is. And so how can we do that as protecting our human hives? We have to monitor what our children, what they're doing, what they're watching, what they're reading, yes. what they're listening to, Absolutely. what they are being taught yeah. in school. That's Come why on. we have Freedom Academy. So, yes, exactly. So sometimes that is going to require for us to bring correction, which means kicking the enemy out of the hive. Come on. Yeah, that's so. a good head bump for the parents. Come on, okay. <laughs> we gotta wake up to what's happening. Yeah, yes. sometimes you know you gotta go inspect their bedrooms. You gotta inspect their purses. You gotta inspect their phone, and that is not crossing any boundaries. No, it's God not. God gave them to you to raise. Yes, right. And another way we can be regulating the temperature in our hive is by first regulating the temperature ourselves, and that's a head bump for us mamas <laughs> yes, out there. Yes. Oh yeah. If we don't regulate our temperature, we can become the problem in our own hive. I wanna say that one more time because I need to hear it sometimes too. <laughs> if we don't regulate our temperature, we become the problem in our own hive. Yeah. So don't let yourself get hot or cold. I know that's so easy to do when you're running on fumes in some coffee, 
but keep your presence, your, keep in the presence of the Lord and that's gonna help you regulate yourself so that you can control your family's ebbs and flows. That's you set so the temperature, you change that thermostat. You know, it's always Amen. been said, if mama ain't happy, Ain't, ain't nobody, nobody happy. happy. That's Come right. On. And that's why mamas, <laughs> that's why mamas, we do have to regulate our temperature because Absolutely. if we, if the temperature is hot in our heart, the temperature of the hive is going to be hot too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so far we've learned to arise in God's anointing and we've also learned to arise in his authority. But there's one more thing that we must do and that is to arise in action. Everybody say, Take action. Take action. So let's pick up the story where uh, when Deborah begins to prophesy the victory. And I love this woman because just like Felicia, she was prophesying the victory. So we're going to pick it up in Judges 4.9. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory in this journey you are taking for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of, everybody say it with me, a woman. A woman. Who was this woman? Now, I know that you're probably thinking it was Deborah because that was my first thought too, but you know that every drama ends with a twist, right? Every good movie ends with a twist. They actually got that from God. Hollywood has nothing new. They're stealing it all from the Bible. They steal everything. So Barack, Deborah, and 10,000 troops waited at Mount Tabor to make their move. And this is when Sisera arose. You see, he heard the Israelites took their stand. So he and his chariots began to pursue. And it was then that Deborah called on Barak the second time. You see, he needed to be told more than once. And sometimes we got to wake each other up more than once, right? And he called or she called on Barak again and said, get up for the Lord has delivered them into your hand, Barak. And all of a sudden at that moment, God arose. When the Israelites arose, God arose. And that's how this works. When we arise as the church, God will arise. If we're sitting down, like he's given us our authority already. He said in the Genesis that we are to take dominion over the earth. And so we've got to arise in our authority. We've got to take back dominion. So all of a sudden, God arose. And what happens next is there's a storm heavy thunderstorm that rolls on in and it begins to pour down rain and all of a sudden there was a mudslide. Everybody say mudslide. Mudslide. God sent a mudslide and the chariots got stuck in the mud. And what happened next was they started dismounting their chariots and when they did, the Israelites moved in and they stung the enemy. In fact, they slayed every single one of them except the commander Isn't that what we see in the movies all the time? Somehow the commander lives. I don't get it. But he runs to refuge at the tent of Yael. And the reason he went there is because her husband was an ally with his king, Jabin. So he goes there. She meets him at the door of the tent. She welcomes him in with her gift of hospitality like our mamas do. And she offers him warm milk. She offered it up in a bowl fit for a king, and he drinks it, and then she gives him a blanket, and he falls asleep. Sounds like Southern hospitality to me. It does sound like some (laughs) Southern hospitality. Until what happens next. I don't think it's very Southern. (laughs) 
It's not Southern. It's actually rated R. So what happens next is she quickly pivoted and moved because her name was Ascend. Her name actually meant mountain goat, which was to ascend. And she quickly maneuvered and pivoted to bring God's plan of action. Now, how did she do that? Well, this is the rated R part. She grabbed something she used on the regular every day, an everyday skill. She grabbed a tent peg and she hammered it through the temple of the enemy and pinned him to the ground right where he belongs. Took him straight out. Give it up for Yale. (laughs) And what's so amazing about that is she used an everyday item. Mm -hmm. That's like saying, I just slayed a commander this morning using a bottle, right? Mm -hmm. It was a mundane thing. She was doing it day after day. But this should be encouraging to all of us in the room, whether you're a mom, your dad, whoever you are, whatever you have in your hand, God will use it. Yeah. We just have to open up our hand mm-hmm. and be faithful and know that he has a plan for us that's bigger than anything we can ever think of. No, exactly. And, and look, this is where you have to really, really pay attention because this blew my mind. What I love about this story is that God paired two women, the queen of the Bible and the housewife of the Bible. Mm. One whose name meant honey, and the other who used milk to slay the enemy. Now, what are you catching in that? The promised land was the land flowing with milk and honey. And so, Yael's milk and Deborah's honey restored sweetness to the Israelites, to the land of promise. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Only God. That's so the good. real twist of the That's story. The God we serve. And what I want you to know right now, and if we can get our worship team out, that would be great. What I want you to know right now is that that date palm that we talked about actually meant something. Yeah. You see, God, because the Israelites experienced 20 years of oppression, He's the real hero of this story because God gave them 40 years of freedom. Double the fruitfulness. Come on, God. When when we follow God, he makes our lives doubly fruitful. When we arise in the anointing, when we arise in the authority that God has given us, when we arise and take action, God moves He gives us double authority. And today, it's time to take action. And it is time for the church to take our authority back. Will you stand with me right now? We are about to do some harm to the enemy right now. You know, maybe you're in this room today and you wanna step into your calling. God has a plan for your life, but you don't even know where to begin. Maybe you've never even heard that God has a plan for your life. Maybe this is the first time that you're hearing it. And he wants to bring that to fruition today, but it starts with a relationship with Jesus. You see, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the king of our story today. There may have been a queen, but can I tell you, there is only one king. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he wants to deliver his people and bring freedom to your life. So if you're out there today and you don't have freedom, 
Maybe you're, you're battling with an addiction. Maybe you're battling on your own because you don't have this relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're battling family members. Whatever it is, you don't have to battle alone. See, God promises that he'll never, ever leave. Say that with me. God will never leave. He will never leave. So if you're out there today and you don't know this King Jesus that we're talking about, I want everybody to close their eyes and I just want you to slip up your hand right now. Just slip up your hand. If you don't know King Jesus, if you want a new life, you want a do-over, you want a new start, just slip up your hand. I see hands all over the room. Thank you for responding. And there's one more group that I want to to call today. One more group that God wants to call higher today. And that is those that have a relationship with Jesus, but have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, it's the Holy Spirit that empowers you. It is the anointing of God that empowers you to step out and fulfill your calling. For those of you who want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit, God has an additional gift for you in addition to salvation. And if that's you, if you want to be empowered by God, I just want you to raise your hand right now. Come on, church, just raise your hand. If you want fresh power to walk out this life, to step into your calling, just raise your hand right now because God is going to fill you to overflow. Let's pray. And those that are making a decision for Jesus, I want you to repeat after me in church. You can do it with them. King Jesus, thank you for your calling on my life. Thank you that you have called me today and put me in this seat because you have a calling on my life. And I choose you, King Jesus, today to be my Lord and Savior and to empower me by a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you let your anointing come on every son, on every daughter right now so that we can empower, be empowered so that we can arise in our calling as God's church. Now I have one more group of people that I wanna minister to today and that's the queen bees. That's the moms. See, we have a victory song with you today because in the next chapter of Deborah and Barack's life, there was victory. See, they turned the page and they began to sing a song of victory. And the next chapter of their life was all about freedom, 40 years of it to be exact. And I wanna minister to our mamas because I know, I know what it's like to be a mama. I was a single mama one day. And I know how difficult that is. So that's the first group of mamas I wanna call to the front right now. If you are a single mama, I want you to get out of your seat and come down here because God wants to empower you and give you a fresh encouragement, a fresh empowerment. Here they come. Come on, church. Give it up for our single mamas. Here they come. Wow. Come on up here, ladies, as close as you can. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you that you continue to come to this house every day. Thank you that you do not sit down. Thank you. You are the warriors. You realize that? You're the warriors. And I know that God has a good plan for your life. I do because he's done it for me. I was a single mama and God turned it all around for me. And I just cried out to him. I just believed that he had a good plan for my life. I actually believed for a husband and I got one and he was a good one, I'm just saying. Um, but you do the same. You call out to God and you tell him what you want and you're gonna do that right now, right here at this altar. You're not gonna wait. You're just gonna raise your hand. You're gonna cry out for what you need. And then I wanna talk to the new moms. I know you brought your babies in today and you dedicated your babies and now you've got to walk this out. You know, breastfeeding. I know the guys probably don't wanna hear that, but <laughs> that was one of the most difficult things for me as a new mama, sleepless nights. If you want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, a fresh empowerment, come on, get out of your seat. New mamas, come on, get out of your seat right now and come on down here because we know that you have the hardest job right now. I'm also calling for the moms of teenagers. The moms of teenagers, come on. The moms of teens, just go ahead, get out of your seat because God has something empowering that He wants to do in you today as well. And then there's the moms of adult kids, maybe who've turned away from God and you're calling them back into the hive of God. Get out of your seat because you have power and your voice matters. And last but not least, the spiritual mamas. You know, maybe you're believing today to be a biological mom but that longing hasn't been fulfilled yet. Go ahead, make your way down here right now. Make your way down. If you're, a bi you're, you're not a biological mom, but you want to be, I believe God's gonna do some miracles and open up some wounds, wombs today. But I also wanna encourage the spiritual mamas, the ones that maybe, you know, you feel like you, you missed your time. You have not missed your time because there's a nation of young men and women who need the spiritual mamas of this house to stand up and to mother. You know what's interesting about the scripture is it doesn't focus on Deborah being a biological mother. It actually focuses on Deborah being a spiritual mama. So for those of you who, you know what? You're like, man, I just don't know what I can do, start to serve the young people. That's what you can do. So we have a song of victory for you. Nicole, worship team, do you wanna bring it?
confident in your role as a mama. And I just want you to reach up right now as she wraps up this song and I want you to pull down out of heaven exactly what you need from God to step in or to fulfill the calling that He has placed on every single one of your lives. Nicole, why don't you wrap it up? second-guessing God just show her today may she have an encounter with you on this very day that it would be marked and that she can move forward in bold faith and it's in the name of Jesus we all say together amen come on church Let's give it up. Amen. Amen.